There was a sales trend last year of consumers wanting smaller birds for Thanksgiving, and that trend is continuing this year. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Pete Klopak is the president of the Minnesota Turkey Research and Promotion Council. He says turkey will not be hard to get this year, but if you want a particular size of bird, you want to get that turkey order in right now. There was a trend last year, I think, uh, as far as sales go into consumers looking for a smaller bird. And um, I think that's continued into this year. You know, I've heard rumors, too, of there being shortages of birds and things like that. Our company, we buy turkeys for all of our employees. And I just went out last week and and bought 35 whole birds for everybody that works here. So I don't think they're real hard to get. Um, The only thing I would say is if people know the size of bird that they want, they might want to get it sooner than later. You start to worry about um, uh, supply chain and, and everything that all industries are dealing with right now. Getting the right size bird to the right area all the time is probably happening. So that's the only um, advice I would have for consumers is to, to go and get that bird either pre-ordered. If it's a if it's a fresh bird or a frozen bird, um, just go pick it up already. And then you make sure you have it for Thanksgiving. Have producers, uh, because there was that uptick in demand for smaller birds, have producers shifted it all to, to have smaller birds or to meet that demand? Yeah, and definitely. Well, our industry... Um, we have producers and companies that raise hens and toms. Primarily the birds that people buy for Thanksgiving are the hen birds, the whole birds. You know, if that's what they're looking for, toms are generally for the processed meats, um, deli meats, that type of thing. My company or the company that I'm part owner of um, is a family-owned company. We raise for a, a local processor um, as independent growers, and we raise all hens. And what we used to raise three, four years ago was a 21, 22-pound bird. That was our target weight. Um, and that's live weight. Um, obviously, if once it's it's processed and put in in store shelves or coolers, uh, it's usually about an 18 to 20 pound bird. But yeah, we've seen our our end weights, our target weights, go down from 21 and a half, 22 pounds, all the way down to 17 and a half to 18, which kind of messes with the whole system. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've adjusted a ton. Um, we've remodeled farms. We've remodeled sites. We've made some sites that were starter farms where we put the little birds in until four weeks old, turned those into growers because the barn size is just matched up with the other ones. So yeah, there's been a huge change. And um, and as a grower, it's kind of been a bit of a struggle because a lot of our costs are already into that bird. You know, once they reach that 18, 19 pounds, you know, we're not running too much heat anymore. We're going to have the shavings, that bedding that the turkeys are standing on. You know, that's going to be the same price, uh, whether 18 pounds or 20 pounds. So those last three, three and a half pounds have really hurt us because in our operation, we, we kind of call those cheap pounds. They're the, the pounds that kind of give us the profit. So, yeah, it's been a huge struggle. Um or shouldn't say struggle, a change, and uh, we're trying to adapt as quick as we can. Are you changing breeding time or hatching time, or are you changing how much you know feed input? How does that? How do you meet that target weight? The the feed rations do change a little bit. Um, they they adjust those, which rations are like recipes uh, for humans. You know, there's different protein levels, different energy levels, and so we're trying we try to move them through their ration changes a little bit quicker um, because it it helps reduce what our cost is into each pound of turkey as far as feed cost goes. And then just, just reduce the time that they're here. You know, we used to keep them for 17 weeks roughly is what it took us to raise that 21, 22-pound bird between 17 and 18. Now they're taking them at, or they're going to market at 15 and a half to 16 weeks. 
you get a little more downtime, which can be good. You know, we can use it as time for making repairs, and downtime is good disinfection. <laughs> you know, not having birds in the barn continuously is good. You break the cycle of any bugs or pathogens that might be there. But at the same time, was told many years ago by family members that uh, when the barns are empty, they don't make a whole lot of money. So, so yeah, we've adjusted schedules. A lot of the reasons we did the remodels is because we had to, we buy the little birds or the poults at a day old, and then we sell them back to our processor uh, when they go to market. And so we just had to, to increase the amount of times that we're starting new birds each year. Generally, we're putting down turkeys, little poults, about every every other week, roughly speaking. Um, it kind of depends. Schedules aren't all the same on all farms. But we've had to adjust everything, and, and that adjusts not only things within our operation, but, you know, people who work for us adjust their lives, too. They're, we're used to an old schedule where they put birds down or started new birds certain times each year, and now that's changed, so they've had to adjust their vacation schedules and that type of thing. You know, it's not just as easy as saying, we're going to take a turkey to market a week and a half earlier. No, it affects a lot of people within our operation and, and then their families and, you know, their friends that they do things with on, on vacations, and so, it, yeah, it's a big change, uh, something that just doesn't happen, and at the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of labor, you know, how is workforce looking for you guys or for the turkey um, industry in general, you know, in Minnesota? Or That's a two-part question. I'll start with turkey industry in general in Minnesota. Through COVID, especially at the beginning of COVID, it was a, a huge challenge to find and keep uh, employees within the processing plants. No different than, you know, what was going on in the hog industry and the beef industry. I think things have leveled off a little bit more for the the processors uh, in in staffing the, their facilities either they've gotten to the point where where they've gotten enough help to come in or they've just gotten used to running at whatever capacity they were running at so I think in general the turkey industry is is just like any other industry I mean it's it's a struggle day to day but but we're still getting things done uh, within our operation we're very fortunate um, we've have a lot of long term employees who've been here and then we've been able to find you know when we've had to replace people or you know when we did these remodels we actually added some work staff. We've been able to find those people and get people in roles, uh, and it, it's worked out fairly well for us. We still struggle at times, and I think America as a whole is going to struggle here for quite a while, but it's been okay. We've been able to get by day to day, put it that way. We talked about all the adjustments we've all had to make during you know these past couple of years, including around the supply chain. I mean, we, we're hearing it from our brokers. We're hearing it from farmers, grocery stores, and you mm-hmm. name it, all these supply chain issues that we have between getting feed, getting packaging, even getting your animal or bird into a processing plant. Are you guys right. kind of faced with some of those challenges as well? Absolutely. In in every facet of what we do, you know, we've, we've transitioned the last 10 years uh, away from from using antibiotics, you know, as much as we had as an industry in the past to using more supportive care and, and those types of things. Um, just the last week, week and a half, we've been hearing that there's going to be some hiccups in the supply of the supportive care products. For us in our, in our feed ingredients, there's a lot of the micro ingredients, the amino acids and that type of stuff that have been hard to get and, and costs have gone through the roof on a lot of that, you know, all the way down to equipment that we buy and, you know, and then even the trucking of our birds to the to the processing plants. Uh, absolutely. There's been, <laughs> there's been challenges and, and hiccups. And, and if nothing else, the last two years have made me learn to become a lot more patient because, you know, when you're, when you're working with people on trying to get parts for equipment or, or even the 
equipment to buy new stuff and, and, and you know and they say i can't get it for um six weeks to to six months um you know it doesn't pay to <laughs> doesn't pay to get angry at them because they have no control over it it's just reality of the world we're living in right now and uh if, it's, if you're not willing to become a little more patient and trust that sooner or later something will show up that needs to be there and, and adjust your daily schedule to utilize what you have to get by um you're going to struggle and you know i think as an industry we've we've gotten very patient as a company here too we've we've learned to become patient I wanted to ask about the importance of turkey production in Minnesota. We are fortunate in Minnesota to be the number one producing turkey state in in the U.S. It's probably not that known. And as an industry, the, the turkey industry in general across the U.S. is, is not quite as large as, as the broiler or, or um, hog and, and beef industry. But we are the largest turkey producing state in the U.S. Uh, we raise about 46 million birds annually, and uh, we have three processors within our state, and we do as an industry, add a ton of revenue to the state of Minnesota and, and quite a few jobs, whether it's directly related or indirectly related. So no, it's something that we're, as an industry, very proud of. It's kind of a, a little bit of an unknown secret. We're trying to get the word out there, so I appreciate you asking the question. So what about just yeah. consumption? I'm sure you guys, you know, look at the numbers of like over the past 10 years or so. Have Americans mm-hmm. been eating turkeys steadily or is it going up or down? How is consumption? The consumption of turkey is pretty level. I know there's been some efforts to try and increase it, but but consumption's been been fairly level. We wish it would increase. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good products out there. The, the problem is just finding the room in the in the supermarkets to to get in their coolers, and you know that that Americans can enjoy what what we're doing. We're we're proud of what we do, and and the, like I said, the products are delicious. But just finding being able to crack into the supermarkets has been a bit of a challenge. And it sounds like you're meeting what consumers want healthier options, moving away from antibiotics, practicing animal welfare. Yep, yep, yep. No trendy topics. Uh, yes, we are. There's There's been large efforts into trying to get into more antibiotic-free production, organic production. Like I said before, we do have, uh, as an industry and just as a philosophy, we, we look at animal welfare on a turkey. I do personally. I We don't do any antibiotic-free labeled birds in our operation, but we do only use it if it's necessary. And that's the line I think that consumers need to also start to question. You know, it's not so much the fact that are these birds raised antibiotic-free or organic-free or are these hogs raised antibiotic-free or organic-free, but sometimes when they are, there are challenges within those flocks. And then what is the what is the philosophy of the company? You know, do you let, do you let the animals suffer through a disease just to keep that antibiotic-free classification, or do you look at them and say, I know if I use this antibiotic that these birds will pull through this, no different than a human when you go to the doctor and you're not feeling good. Sometimes it's not the best thing for them to tell you, oh, no, go home, it'll go away in five days. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think we have to look as industries on the antibiotic usage as making sure it's justified and that if the flocks need it, that we're not not using it just to keep a certain classification. And so that's my personal feeling. And as far as sustainability and and that type of um, movements that are out there, um, there's been huge strides within the turkey industry to to make sure that, that number one, we are not polluting. I mean, we do a pretty good job, I think, as an industry working with the regulatory agencies within Minnesota here to make sure that, A, we're not stockpiling manure next to a stream or next to a lake, you know, having setbacks, that type of stuff. Um, 
we sell all of our manure that comes out of our barns to local farmers, and, and these local farmers are given uh, a sheet of paper and they sign off saying that yes, they're going to use it um, at certain rates that um, that the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency sets forward, and they're going to not apply it close to streams and lakes and that type of stuff. So, yeah, I think as industries, we there's been a huge movement, and, and probably rightfully so, into trying to be sustainable, trying to not leave a bad footprint on the environments where our barns are located. Pete Klopak says the industry is proud to provide a lean, high-protein meat for healthy diets, And remember, he says, don't be too worried about turkey being available for Thanksgiving. But if you are looking for a certain size, get it early, get it now. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. 